Talk of the Town with topics that matter. Here's Lisa Kay. We're back on Talk of the Town here in the KTOE studio on the phone with me today. Once again, we check in with our physicians and the crew over at Mankato Clinic. And today, we're t- I love the, t- uh, the title of uh, today's topic. It's called Not Your Grandmother's Hysterectomy. So yeah, we're talking the lady parts today with Mankato Clinic OBGYN, Dr. Scott Barnacle. How are you doing, Dr. Barnacle? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show today, and I'm excited to uh, discuss this topic with you. Yeah, I wanted to learn all about this because I understand that there's kind of a, a new technique to an old procedure, an old approach that you've been doing for a long time. Let's talk about, first of all, um, you and your experience as an OBGYN and how that's changed over the years with some of the technology that you run across as a physician, as somebody who performs surgeries. So my name is Scott Barnacle. Um, I'm an OBGYN here at the Mankato Clinic, and I've been with the Mankato Clinic for a little over seven years. Um, I actually have been a practicing OBGYN for 22 years at this point. Um, I graduated from medical school in 2001 and was in the Air Force for uh, a little more than a decade and then um, have been in private practice for the past 10 years. And so um, when I started training uh, 20 years ago, we had kind of just mostly two approaches to doing a hysterectomy. One was kind of the traditional abdominal hysterectomy, which is through like a C-section incision in order to do that. And then the uh, traditional vaginal hysterectomy, which is the less invasive approach. And so um, when I finished my residency, you know, 17 years ago, 18 years ago, we were doing most things vaginally was the approach. Um, And over the years, there's been some new techniques that have been introduced. And so I'm sure a lot of people have heard about um, robotic surgery and laparoscopic surgery. Um, Laparoscopic surgery is just a less invasive way of doing abdominal surgery where we make uh, a few small incisions on the abdomen and we can do surgery that way. And so my approach has changed over the years where I had originally started um, doing most things vaginally. And then as they came out with the new techniques with uh, laparoscopic um, surgery, I started doing most things laparoscopically just because visualization was better um, than it had been in the past. And so um, the nice thing about um, this new approach is that we're using the laparoscope through the vagina, so we're doing the least invasive approach that we have with the same visualization that we would have um, doing a laparoscopy uh, abdominally, and it's just been really great. So it's kind of been an evolution of how we approach things, and patients um, seem to do better with uh, pain and other things that we normally do. So it's just, uh, like like you said, it's a, a new approach to an old surgery that we've been doing for a long time. Right. And I know that when you talk about like the open surgery itself, um, the, the laparoscopic surgery is much less invasive, maybe, you know, just like less entry points or opening people up. Is that- <laughs> Yeah, correct. You know, with a traditional, um, the way that, you know, hysterectomies have been done and actually um, close to 50% of hysterectomies are still done with what we consider an open approach. You wind up with a, you know, six or seven inch incision on your abdomen in order to do the surgery versus laparoscopy where you end up with uh, three or four, like, you know, uh, half inch long incisions on your um, abdomen that, you know, and the recovery time is much quicker 
with the less invasive surgery. And when I say less invasive, not having to do, you know, a six centimeter or six inch incision, um, you wind up with the three small incisions. Recovery time is quicker. Pain is less, as you can imagine. Um, you know, um, most women's experience with a bigger incision would be through like a C-section and things. And so, you know, those obviously have longer recovery time and things than it would be um, if we can do it in what we consider minimally invasive way, meaning that we just can do it through small incisions or even no incisions on the abdomen. Um, and kind of the traditionally the least invasive way that we have for doing a hysterectomy we would be through the vaginal approach. All right. Well, can you explain to me, you mentioned earlier that you had robotic surgery involved. In the, what is the difference between robotic surgery and uh, laparoscopic surgery? So robotic surgery is laparoscopic surgery, but um, there's a couple different companies that make a device that is called a robot. And it allows for um, different manipulation where you have... Uh, it's still laparoscopy, but you have articulating arms, and so we use it a lot for surgery that requires a little bit more um, precise dissection than what you could do through the laparoscope. And so, um, the the robot, um, you know, those the most challenging cases that we have um, would be kind of one of two ways: either using robotic surgery or an open technique with that. But um, there is robotic surgery here; it is the most expensive surgery that we have and so for traditionally in surgeries that we can do in a less you know invasive way um, oftentimes just doing traditional laparoscopy is better than using the robot for those so we try to limit it to those cases that really need a little bit more uh, I guess fine technique when you're doing the surgery than you do for like major cases. All right. So as we're talking about women's health and we're talking about uh, hysterectomies today, can you kind of give me a little bit of a background of uh, what the different types of a... I've not had a hysterectomy, so I'm not really sure, but there's different types, I understand, right? There's different things that might need to be removed for the betterment of our our lives. Yeah. So, you know, um, when it comes to... Uh, doing hysterectomies, you know, the most common reason that it's done in the United States is for um, women that are having problems with their menstrual cycles or bleeding irregularity. And there's a lot of different other treatments before you get to a hysterectomy, but hysterectomy is kind of the um, ultimate solution for that problem. But hysterectomies can also be done for um, other reasons too. You know, some women have uh, chronic pain that um, doing hysterectomy would alleviate uh, some women, unfortunately, have cancer. That might be a reason why hysterectomy would be performed or some other tumor of the uterus that maybe is benign but is causing problems. And um, I think a lot of people are familiar with fibroids, and fibroids are benign, smooth muscle tumors of the uterus that oftentimes women can have problems with either pain or irregular bleeding associated with it. And so those would be some common reasons. Um, I, I One thing that I do see um, just as we talk about hysterectomies, a lot of women, um, you know, talk about having a complete hysterectomy. And, you know, in kind of the non-medical speak, when we talk about that, most people are thinking that they have their ovaries and fallopian tubes removed at the same time. But um, we are doing less of that now than we had been in the past. And so for women, um, when we talk about what we say is a total hysterectomy means that we remove both the cervix and the uterus but we don't always take out the ovaries um, at the time of surgery because especially women that are younger, there's a lot more advantage to leaving the ovaries in place mm. than taking them out unless there is a, a medical necessity, meaning that 
we're worried that they have cancer or they're predisposed to having ovarian cancer. Some women, unfortunately, have genetic predisposition to developing cancer. And so in certain situations, it's appropriate to do that. But, you know, generally we try to be, um, you know, only remove what is causing the problem and not to remove more than we necessarily need to. We're talking about hysterectomies today and procedures that are available for us with Mankato Clinic OBGYN, Dr. Scott Barnacle. Uh, we talked uh, early on about this new technique uh, New technique that you have. An old approach uh, would be to open somebody up. A new technique with this hysterectomy would be going in vaginally using a laparoscope. Uh, so we're not making any incisions in the abdominal uh, like on the outside, so there's nothing visible. Correct. And this is called V-notes, which stand, now I wrote this down, I'm going to have to make sure that you you correct me <laughs> if I get this wrong. V-notes, vaginal, natural, orifice, transluminal, endoscopic surgery. It's much easier to say V-notes. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. And so um, I, I will tell you, uh, I've been doing this procedure for about a year and a half, and as I had stated at the beginning of the program, um, when I was trained, I was really trained to do most things vaginally. And so uh, 90% of the surgeries that I did when I started were vaginal surgeries when I was doing hysterectomies uh, for patients, and very rarely would I do something different than that. Um, and then when the laparoscopic hysterectomy uh, came about, it was an evolution in the sense that I could see better in what I was doing were vaginal hysterectomies. The visualization is just a little bit more challenging, so it's a little bit more difficult surgery. Um, and so I tra- transitioned over where I was probably doing about 90% of my surgeries laparoscopically with the traditional approach through the abdomen. And um, I actually was introduced to this surgery about uh, two and a half years ago. And unfortunately with COVID, there's just things that kind of are hangups as far as being able to actually see how this was done. And um, when I when I was first introduced to this and saw how this surgery went, I um, honestly haven't been excited about something new in a long time because I realized that I could be um, do what I, I think is best for women, which is to do a vaginal hysterectomy, but with the safety of doing a laparoscopic part of it where I can see better and um, the pain is better. The other things associated with the less invasive surgery is better. And so um, this procedure has just really kind of broadened my ability to do things that I, I would have traditionally had to done, been done laparoscopically and which allows women to heal better with this pain. And it's just, uh, it's been great. I've done, been doing this for the last year and a half. And I would say, you know, I'd like to say 100%, but almost 100% of patients, I think, have been really happy with the approach that we've taken. Can you explain a little bit why that recovery time might be faster? Or, I mean, I mean, we all get the no scars is good, right? But yeah. um, shorter hospital stays and better recovery time and, and less pain post-op. Uh, why does that happen when you do it one way versus the other? So when we're doing a traditional laparoscopy and making incisions on the abdomen, you're actually having to go through the muscles and the tough fibrous tissue that's there, and there's lots of nerves and other things that are in that area. <clears throat> and so it does create quite a bit of tenderness and discomfort because you're um, making incisions into the muscles that are there. Where vaginally, there's not the same um, there's not the same uh, nerve endings and uh, other sensory points, and so it has a tendency to be less painful and this approach is actually even less painful than a traditional vaginal hysterectomy because in a traditional vaginal hysterectomy, 
the best way to describe it is that you have to kind of pull things to where you're operating, and that pulling um, causes a lot of pain and discomfort. Mm. And where this, it's everything stays in its natural position when you're operating, so uh, there's less pain associated with it. We also use what's called advanced uh, bipolar cautery, which is um, just a safer way to do surgery where we're not using traditional sutures. We use a device that um, can coagulate the blood vessels, actually causes less bleeding, um, less pain associated with it. So being able to do the less painful vaginal approach because you're not making incisions into the muscles of the abdomen and then uh, coupling it with um, the advanced bipolar cautery um, just helps minimize the amount of pain. And and it's really, it, there's been lots of studies now that this technique has been out for about five or six years, and um, the physicians who pioneered it um, have done a lot of studies looking at it, and they found that women traditionally use about half as much pain medication as they would for um, like a traditional vaginal approach um, or laparoscopic approach, and significantly less than for like abdominal approach. So it's uh, really advantageous too, especially as we talk about this era with, you know, trying to limit narcotic use to prevent people from having, you know, complications from that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it does, it totally makes sense you going to the like organ rather than pulling it down to you to work on. So uh, that yeah. totally makes sense. After the procedure, what's a, what's a recovery time or does it depend on what you have done with the V-notes? We we traditionally still recommend about four to six weeks um, after the procedure for recovery. And when I say that, the the one thing that, um, you know, we talk about is just not um, doing heavy lifting because even though, you know, a woman might look at herself and not see any incisions on the abdomen, there are still uh, stitches that are on the inside. And um, you don't want to do heavy bending or lifting or we recommend no tampons, douching, or intercourse either during that time to allow the vagina to heal. And then after that, women can resume all normal activities. So, you know, even if we do, um, sometimes we combine hysterectomy with some other procedures and still the recovery time is usually four to six weeks. And I think the difficult thing for a lot of women is they feel really good uh, Mm. very shortly after having the procedure done. And so it's just that caution to, um, you know, uh, usually I say listen to your body, but in this case, you know, take it easy for that month to allow your body to heal is the most important thing. Yeah, that is hard for us women to do. We like to get stuff <laughs> yeah, done. I think it's hard for everybody when yeah. you feel okay. It's like you just want to do more, you know. It doesn't look like there's anything wrong, right? Um, is everybody uh, eligible for a V-notes procedure or does it depend on your situation, what you would suggest as a physician? No, that's a really good question. So um, in general, Um, a lot of women are going to be eligible for doing a V-notes procedure. So even if women have had a C-section before, it's not contraindicated. Um, The main contraindication, this is going to get a little bit technical and and medical, but um, when we do a vaginal hysterectomy uh, or the V-notes hysterectomy, the most important thing is being able to um, access the abdomen safely. And so there's some women who have... Uh, their anatomy doesn't allow uh, for it to be done safely vaginally. And in those situations, we wouldn't recommend it. Or somebody who's had multiple abdominal surgeries where we think there might be scar tissue that potentially could cause injury to the bowel or to the bladder. Or if women have had a couple of C-sections, they generally recommend not doing that either. And they actually, you know, with this procedure too, one of the the nice things is, is that 
even women who have larger uteruses with fibroids are still um, eligible for this. It just you know, kind of depends on some of those other factors that are probably more important. Or if we think there's cancer or something like that, those would be reasons, you know, this probably is not the appropriate approach for those patients. As different as everybody is, everybody's situation will be different whether they're eligible for this particular procedure or not. Yeah. Is having a hysterectomy the end-all be-all? Are there other options that you as OBGYNs try to look at prior to a hysterectomy? So, when it comes to doing hysterectomies, it's kind of the last resort that we have for patients that have a problem. Um, again, as I stated earlier, the most common thing we do hysterectomies for is irregular bleeding. And um, for women who are having irregular bleeding, there's actually a lot of things that we can do short of doing that. So I don't want people to think that, you know, because you're having irregular bleeding, this is the, you know, necessarily the only thing that's available. Um, we do have lots of other things that are available to help out with that problem. Sometimes it could be something as simple as taking a medication like a birth control pill. Some women choose uh, something that's called an IUD or an interuterine device that can help with irregular bleeding. We also have a lot less invasive procedure that's called an endometrial ablation. That's uh, really a very appropriate first step for a lot of patients that are having bleeding irregularity. And again, it's just something to discuss with your doctor, you know, on what would be the best thing for you. And some women, the best thing is um, because of the other conditions they may have is doing a hysterectomy. V-notes is what we're talking about today. And uh, is there anything else that I, I need to know as a, a woman that might be coming to see her OBGYN uh, if we have questions about this? Uh, what, is there a common question that you'll receive? So I think, uh, you know, the, um, the one question that I always get is just, you know, how comfortable, like, I think this is true for every surgery, but how comfortable you are doing this surgery. And, you know, at this point in my career, and actually with all my partners, there's six OBGYNs that work here in the Manicato Clinic, and we actually all have uh, adopted this new technique. And I would say that because we are all comfortable, um, you know, essentially doing vaginal surgery from the outset, this is something that it's not, um, it's not like we had to learn something specifically new. This is just a new technique on it. And so I feel like all of us would be, um, you know, all of us feel very comfortable doing the procedures. So, you know, as far as uh, this isn't like we're experimenting or something like that, <laughs> we're, you know, we're doing something we're all very comfortable doing from the very beginning, if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. If you if people have any more questions about this, uh, maybe they are considering or have been told that they are in need of a hysterectomy, um, best place to go, of course, is to check with your provider, correct? Yes. I would agree. Um, if you're interested, too, there is a website for patients. It's the, I believe it's uh, vnotesusa.com. Um, don't quote me on that, but if you type in vnotes, which is just what it sounds like, it's v-n-o-t-e-s, um, there will be, um, it might just be vnotes.com, but there's a, a patient website that talks about this technique. Um, the Mankato Clinic also has links to it, too. Um, all of our surgeons are are considered qualified and we're in their web uh the um the information on each one of us is in there too uh because we've all gone through the training and um, are qualified to do this surgery and so that's kind of the best way that i would approach it but yes always talk to your physician you know because even though you know you might think that what we just talked about um you'd be a good candidate for having this kind of hysterectomy sometimes there's other things in your medical 
uh, history that your doctor would know best whether or not this is the appropriate approach for you. All right. I'm going to put the V-Notes website and, of course, Mankato Clinic's website and a link off to the OBGYN department on the show notes here. People, people can find that, ktoe.com, underneath this interview. And thank you so much for your time today. I'm going to get you back to work. I know you've got stuff to do, and we appreciate your time. Dr. Scott Barnacle, OBGYN with Mankato Clinic. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You guys have a great afternoon. Thank you.